Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information, or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Please be seated. I'd like to begin my sermon this morning with a question. What is it that gives our life significance? In other words, what gives us worth as human beings? Why is it that we matter? Because it is a question that today's gospel speaks to in this story we have about Jesus' glory. And in the Bible, when this word glory is used, it is always meant to convey something of infinite worth and significance. To say that God has glory, or whenever we say glory be to God, what we are essentially saying is that God alone has infinite worth and significance. And what today's gospel reminds us with this story of Jesus's transfiguration is that Jesus shares in the Father's glory. O oh God, we prayed in our opening collect, who before the passion of your Son revealed his glory upon the mountain. That is what today's gospel is about. It's about Jesus' glory, his infinite worth and significance. But not only that, it is a story about Jesus wanting his disciples to know that their significance, that their worth is completely tied to him and to what he will soon accomplish for them on the cross. Now, you may be wondering, isn't that something they already knew? We're told at the very beginning of this passage that the transfiguration takes place six days after Peter had confessed him to be the Christ, the son of the living God, the point being that Peter has already been tested on the doctrine of Christ, and, you know, Peter got an A in his systematic theology course. Intellectually speaking, Peter does know. His mind affirms the Orthodox creed and that Peter believes Jesus to be the Son of God. And so, in a sense, Peter already knows. But of course, Peter doesn't fully know. I mean, right, we can know something intellectually without that knowledge fully taking hold of our heart. We know we should eat better, but until we have our first heart attack, that knowledge might not really change our life. Well, today's gospel, as I see it, is about God giving the disciples a little heart attack. To quote Matthew, they fell to the ground and they were overcome by fear. And for the very first time in their life, Peter, James, and John, they felt Jesus' weight, his significance, his 
glory. It wasn't just an idea anymore. It knocked them to the ground. And for the first time in their life, they knew in a way that they would never unknow again that their significance and that their worth was to be found fully in Jesus and whatever was about to happen in Jerusalem. And so the question I want us to consider this morning is pretty simple. Do we know that same thing? You see, what Peter tried to do is something we all are tempted to do, and that's put Jesus on a shelf. I mean, right, Peter, he is up on this mountain. Jesus starts to glow, and then suddenly Moses and Elijah show up. This is great, Peter says. Moses is here. Elijah is here. Lord, we have the hall of fame. Everyone's up on this mountain. And so let's go ahead and build three booths, and you can sit right here next to Moses. <laughs> and at that moment, Peter hears a voice. This is my son. He won't fit in a booth. He is not another prophet seeking God. No, this is the God the prophets have been seeking. This is my son, Peter. <laughs> My weighty, significant son, take him off the shelf. Listen to him. And aren't those exactly the words that we need to hear as our Lenten journey is about to begin? Don't we need to start that journey by being honest about the way that we often try to put Jesus on a shelf in a booth, kind of like Peter did? Now, to be fair... We do give Jesus a spot. Maybe we give Jesus a Sunday morning spot. But then we put Jesus right next to everything else in our life that we imagine makes us significant. Next to our career, next to our reputation, next to our family, next to our need to be liked or our need to be comfortable. We put Jesus on a shelf. We give him equal standing with those things. We balance our devotion to Jesus with our devotion to other things in our life. Like Peter, we have confessed him to be the Christ. Intellectually speaking, we believe he is the Son of God, but has that knowledge knocked us to the ground? Or do we need God to give us a little spiritual heart attack? You know, today's gospel, it doesn't tell us anything new about God. But don't you see, new information is not what you and I need. What we need is to be up on that mountain for Jesus' grace to knock us to the ground. What we need is to know Jesus' glory, to know that who he is and what he has done is a lot more real a lot more weighty, a lot more significant than anything else in our life. And what I really love about this story of the transfiguration is that it reminds us that knowing grace as a felt experience is not a private affair. You know, Peter, he was not up on that mountain by himself. He had James and John with him. 
Meaning that a Christian community or a church is so central in our journey of knowing the deep significance Jesus has in our life. You may have noticed the white on the altar. Um, That's from a baptism we had at the 9 a.m. service. In fact, we had six baptisms at 9 a.m. It was a wonderful, messy, chaotic, beautiful, beautiful service. Uh, But what we did in that service was, as a community, we made a pledge to support these six people being baptized and their new life in Christ. And to be clear, it was a community of grace that we offered to them. I didn't ask any one of those being baptized to take a test or to prove themselves worthy or to pass in virtue ethics before we baptize them. I just ask them to show up with an open heart and to let us do what God has commissioned the church to do and that seal them with the Holy Spirit and mark them as Christ's own forever. It was an amazing thing. Surrounded by angels and archangels and all the company of heaven, we got together and we declared each one of them to be eternally significant in Christ. And in doing so, we were reminded that we are eternally significant in Christ as we hear the same words that Jesus heard spoken over our life. This is my son. This is my daughter with whom I am well pleased. I do hope that in coming to St. Michael's every now and again, you hear the Spirit whisper those words in your heart that you are a child of God and God is well pleased with you. That really is the mountaintop experience. But of course, what today's gospel also reminds us is that the Christian life isn't really lived on top of a mountain. And that Jesus is always going to lead us down that mountain to the foot of the cross. Because at the end of the day, to go back to that question we started with, what makes our life significant It really has nothing to do with what happened to Jesus on top of a mountain, but rather with what happened to him on top of a tiny little hill outside of Jerusalem. You see, on the mountain, Jesus was revealed in glory, but on the hill, he was revealed in shame. On the mountain, his clothes were shining, but on that hill, his clothes were stripped. On the mountain, Jesus is next to Moses and Elijah, but on that hill, he hangs alongside two criminals. On the mountain, a bright cloud overshadowed him, but on the hill, darkness covered the land. On the mountain, Peter blurts out how great it all is, but on that hill, Peter was nowhere to be found. On the mountain, the Father speaks a word of blessing. This is my son. But on that hill, the father was silent. In his letter to the Romans, St. Paul asks this question, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Do you not know? The reason we exist as a church, our main purpose is to answer Paul's question with a definitive yes. Our purpose is really to know. 
not intellectually, but in our hearts, so that the weight of Jesus knocks us down and we start to feel that the significance of our life is found in the cross. And that we come to understand that because of Jesus's cross, that it's not just we who have significance, but that everything in our life has significance. That in spite of the failing and the fears and the fumbling, that we matter tremendously to God, and that in the fullness of time, God will pull all those loose pieces together in a way that every aspect of our life is worked for good. As we said to the newly baptized at the 9 a.m. service, confess the faith of Christ crucified, meaning let his cross be more real and more weighty and more significant than anything else in your life. I invite you to hear again what he says to the apostles in today's gospel. Don't be afraid. Get up. I've claimed you as my own. Let's go down the mountain together. I want you to follow me to that little hill and see what happens there as I lay down my life for you. Because even though you know, what I want more than anything is for you to feel how significant you are to me. Amen.